Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday and welcome to tonight's edition of our Neolife product conference call. I will be your host. My name is Cesar Galarza, Director of Sales for Neolife North America. We're just so happy that you could join us and to hear and learn more about the top five nutrient inadequacies among women. Our special guest, who is eagerly waiting, is a product expert, Neolife Research Manager, Dr. Natalie Macis. We'll share more on the specific nutritional needs that women have and the personalized product solutions that Neolife offers, which can help to promote good overall health for many, many years to come. Our product rundown tonight will include chelated CalMag, Formula 4 Plus, Pro Vitality, and Super B Threshold. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest. She is a registered dietitian nutritionist and Neolife Research Manager who works closely with Neolife Scientific Advisory Board to provide the world with products that are safe, effective, and ultimately work. Happy Tuesday and welcome, Dr. Masis. Caesar, thank you for that introduction and hello, everybody. The topic that I will talk about today is women's health, and for me, this is really exciting because it's relatable. And it's also something important that everybody can know, should know, because if you have women in your life, your mom, your sister, aunt, grandma, or your daughter, this is an important topic for you. But what I plan to talk about today is specifically what nutrients some women need at different stages in their life. And we did decide to focus on this topic because us women, we encounter many changes that are specific to our gender, and it's really important to assess the health of women worldwide. Because if we think about it, there are many aspects that can affect women's health, but not only the things that we actually ingest. There's other things that can inadvertently affect us women, such as unequal power relationships between men and women that can occur at different countries too, a decrease in education or job opportunities, or some barriers such as poor access to preventative measures that can ultimately ensure good health. But if those barriers exist, it can be really problematic. Yeah, and you know, Natalie, it's great that you mentioned all of that. You know, many of us know already, just off the top, that prevention is key for so many reasons, especially if you're a father and husband like me who happens to have a wife and kids. That's why it's so important to ensure that they are routinely getting checked and screened for anything that could pose a health threat. Now, what are some preventative screenings that you would consider important for women? Well, some preventative screenings that are very important for women um, can include different health services that are available at your doctor. And ultimately, these preventative screenings can help ensure that we maintain or improve our overall health. You could always double check with your doctor or your insurance to see if these are covered under your insurance. But one critical thing that women should be doing is getting regular gynecological checkups. And these typically include pelvic exams and breast exams. Breast examinations are so important because it can really help with the early detection of breast cancer. It can assess those abnormalities in your breast or it can detect possible lumps that you can have. And breast cancer affects one in eight women during their lives. So that's about 13% of women. And looking into perspective, let's say you're in an elevator with eight women in that elevator. One of you may have breast cancer. So someone you may know have ha may have had it in the past. And this statistic, as I'm saying it out loud, has affected me because one of my loved ones has recently been treated for breast cancer. My mom is currently a survivor, and she's 
going through a treatment right now. So this mm-hmm. um, cancer luckily was caught early enough because of these preventative measures. And I know a lot of times this is not the case for many. It's really unfortunate because some people may not can't catch this cancer in time. But there are some risk factors to consider for breast cancer, and these can include age or genes, genetic, where some women may have a gene mutation that increases their risk for breast and ovarian cancer, and that's actually the case of my mom. Or personal factors such as having had your period before the age of 12 or going through menopause after the age of 55. Even having dense breasts can impact your risk in drinking alcohol, some birth control pills as well, or obesity. So you can actually see that there's many factors and they can really vary case to case. So a breast self-exam is really important and mammograms can help detect breast cancer early. So be sure to get checked. And there are different organizations that differ with recommendations. Some recommend getting your mammograms starting at the age of 40 or some do recommend getting them at the age of 50. So in this case, you should weigh the risks and benefits if you do choose to get a mammogram before the age of 50. And if you do, discuss the options with your doctor. Other exams that are important for women to get include getting a pap smear for cervical cancer screening and also um, human papillomavirus testing, HPV, and getting tested from screen for sexually transmitted infections. Other things, include bone density screening, colon cancer screenings at appropriate ages, and hormonal testing too for menopause. These are also important because health screenings are very key through multiple life stages that women go through, especially during pregnancy and during menopause. So I encourage these regular physician checkups to ensure that you're at a good place. Yeah, absolutely. I do have to say, though, Natalie, that's a pretty extensive list. But, of course, as you were saying, you know, prevention is definitely key. Everybody, I think, will agree with that for sure. And I try to get my regular screenings for different aspects. So it's really great. I really appreciate that you mentioned these types of screenings that are specific to women. Now, Natalie, you know, we know that nutrition can play a large role in all of our lives. But when it comes to women, what are some of the nutrients that can be most important? Well, Caesar, women go through many changes throughout their life. You've probably seen it too, uh, growth and development, um, puberty, and then changes related to womanhood. And for those listeners out there that have a teen daughter that's going through puberty right now, you've probably already firsthand witnessed or been questioned about different changes. So it's really incredible too how these changes can impact our body. And these transitions and life stages really require higher level of specific nutrients, but frequently there are gaps in the supply or what we eat, or some of us women may not be consuming adequate amounts, and that's not uncommon at all considering how difficult it can be to get a balanced meal at different points of the day, or there just may be other circumstances happening. So there are a few micronutrients that I'm going to discuss today about women that they may have low levels of. Specifically, I'll talk about the top five nutrient inadequacies among women. The first I'll talk about is calcium. So number one, calcium. It's this mineral that is essential for a variety of human functions. We know about its role in bone health, but it's actually important for a lot of other aspects related to keeping us healthy. 
And about 99% of calcium is stored in our bones and our teeth. So you can actually feel this. You can see this in your body. It forms that structural component of bone along with other minerals such as phosphate and magnesium. And the other 1% of calcium is found in the serum of your blood. But what happens when we have low levels of calcium? Well, this can cause issues such as osteomalacia, which is when your bones start to soften, or osteoporosis, and this is where your bones start to become very brittle and weak. And actually, low levels of calcium in your serum of the blood, it can result in something called muscle tetany, which is when you have an uncontrollable action of the muscle. So we can see why we want to ensure we have adequate levels of calcium in our intake. Absolutely. So it kind of sounds like uh, here, Natalie, we are starting with calcium as one of our minerals that are key to uh, nutrients for women. But aside from bones and teeth that you just mentioned here, what other roles do these essential minerals have? Well, the 2015-2020 guidelines, dietary guidelines for Americans, have labeled calcium as one of the most under-consumed nutrients among Americans. And this is a big concern, not only because of its role in bone health and skeletal health, but because of its role relating to clotting blood and also our heartbeat function and muscle function, the nerve signals that we send in our body, and also the release of hormones and other chemicals throughout our body. And we typically get calcium from foods such as milk, yogurt, cheese, dark green, leafy vegetables, peas, uh, tofu, and also from dietary supplements. And as often as we would like to get enough of this mineral, people are still not consuming enough of the foods that have these nutrients. In the U.S., calcium recommendations for adult women varies from 1,000 milligrams per day when you're younger than the age of 50, and that need increases to 1,200 milligrams per day for women who are older than the age of 50. And women typically need more if their age is 9 to 18 years old, which can be upwards of 1,300 milligrams per day. And this is the time when your bone is growing. In other countries, the amount does vary between recommendations of 700 to uh, 1,200 milligrams per day. But women do have increased needs after menopause, where women may actually lose up to 25% of their bone, bone mass. And this bone mass loss occurs because women after menopause have reduced amounts of estrogen, and that's a hormone women have. But typically, estrogen helps pr protect our bone density. It's really interesting to think about bone formation occurring because most of the bone growth occurs when you're in your younger years. But in actuality, by ages 25 to 30, bone formation reaches completion. And after that, what you want to focus on is preventing bone loss. We don't want to lose our bone as we get older. We want to maintain our bone density. Right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Natalie. Very, very interesting facts indeed. So we know calcium is important. What about Neolife products? What Neolife products may help with uh, just to ensure that we have adequate calcium needs overall? That's a great question, Caesar. Well, ideally, we do want a diet adequate in all the nutrients we need, and that's preferred, but it can obviously be very challenging for a lot of us, and that's understandable. As I mentioned, it is one of the most under-consumed nutrients among Americans, at least. So calcium supplementation may be helpful, and it's also been researched that vitamin D, in addition to calcium supplementation, can be more efficacious in terms of absorbing these nutrients, absorbing both the calcium and vitamin D. And Neolife 
does offer two supplement options. We have chelated CalMag with 1,000 IU, or international units, of vitamin D3, and that also contains 25 micrograms of vitamin D3. It's the same amount. Or we also have chelated CalMag with 400 IU, or 10 micrograms of vitamin D3, depending on your needs. So we have two options. Both products also include magnesium to support that calcium uptake and bone health. And all of these elements combined help in supporting stronger bones and aid in other roles related to nerve and muscle function. And that chelation process for the calcium and magnesium was done to help in allowing maximal absorption of the mineral. Nice. So uh, you, we have two great product options available to help you obtain adequate levels of calcium. Now, what's the next nutrient that women may not be consuming enough of? I know I heard you talk a little bit about vitamin D, which, as I understand, also plays an important role, too. Is that right? Oh, yes, Caesar, it does. And it plays such an important role with calcium. They both really come hand in hand. And that's number two, mm-hmm. vitamin D. A lot of women exhibit low levels. I actually have a friend that told me she was just screened for vitamin D with her doctor, and she has low vitamin D. So it's actually very common to be low in vitamin D. And this vitamin is essential for both calcium and magnesium metabolism, and it's often under-consumed by women and adults in general. It's been predicted that 95% of adults do not meet the estimated average requirement per day. And recommended dietary allowances of vitamin D ranges from 15 to 20 micrograms per day for women. But a lot of the main dietary sources of vitamin D comes from fatty fish, fish oils, and fortified dairy products, but it's, there are very few foods in nature that do have vitamin D, so that's where we can kind of see where the problem may be. But um, vitamin D can also be synthesized. We can make it in the skin when our skin is exposed to ultraviolet light from the sun, so UV light. Um, there's this transformation that occurs, if you can picture it now, When the UV rays from the sun, they hit your skin, that vitamin D production starts to begin, but it has to go through two phases. Um, And these phases happen in both your liver and your kidney. So you can see we can get vitamin D from the sun. That's why it's also called the sunshine vitamin. And after these transformations in your body, it can then be used and become a functioning vitamin. It can help with functions related to bone health, cell growth, and also immunity. The sunshine vitamin sounds like it comes from California or something like that. So, I mean, we know that we can get the vitamin D from the sun, Natalie, as you just mentioned. But, you know, I think it's also important for our listeners just to keep in mind that too much sun can also be harmful. So be sure to wear your UV protectant shades, sunscreen, and all that good stuff. So moving along here, I think our listeners, Natalie, would be just curious and would like to know what types of risks are associated with insufficient vitamin D. And also, are there any specific other groups that are at risk for having low vitamin D levels? Yeah, well, low levels of vitamin D can be very problematic along, among groups of women, such as mothers who may have low vitamin D, because this can affect the levels of vitamin D in their breast milk. So you can see where this issue can be if they're breastfeeding. And other women who may be at risk may be older women, women with dark skin and women who wear long robes or head coverings for religious reasons. And you can see that what you mentioned too about 
wearing UV protecting shades and sunscreens, you can see it can be difficult to balance getting vitamin D from the sun's rays if you are covered or you use sunscreen because you also, you don't want to have an increased risk of skin cancer from too much sun exposure. So there's this difficult balance. One study did evaluate vitamin D inadequacy in women from 18 different countries and found that low levels of serum vitamin D were also common among women with osteoporosis. So this study actually highlighted the role of vitamin D for bone health and the consequences of potentially having low levels of this vitamin. So there's always research, even now if you look it up, there's much research still assessing the, the benefits of vitamin D for other health factors. Well, good news. Here comes Neolife's chelated CalMed to the rescue. It's a great option to help you maintain adequate levels of vitamin D. So I'm curious here, what other Neolife products uh, would you like to recommend tonight, Natalie? Well, CalMag is a great option, especially we noted earlier the daily allowance requirement is 15 to 20 micrograms a day for vitamin D, and CalMag contains that as well. We do have other products that contain vitamin D, such as ProVitality, if you take that for breakfast, or Formula 4, and Formula 4 Plus also contain vitamin D. And the Neolife Shake also offers vitamin D and other nutrients as well. This really provides an easy way to intake more vitamin D, calcium, and other nutrients that I will mention later. Well, I'm glad that my wife is uh, taking her Pro Vitality, her Formula 4 Plus, her Neolife Shake, her Vitamin D, and I'll just kind of leave it there because there's other ones that she uses as well. But so far, you've described two essential nutrients that Neolife offers great solutions for that you've covered and are very important for women, especially those who may be lacking adequate intake levels of calcium and vitamin D. How about we go on here to our third top nutrient that women are most inadequate of? Well, yes, these are number three, and that's iron. For those who haven't heard, iron is such a common nutrient deficiency or nutrient inadequacy that I, even working as a dietitian that I've heard many people have low iron. It's very common. And many women under undergo a difficult time during periods when they are menstruating. A lot of you can relate out there. You get discomfort from bloating, you're cramping, and you may have other symptoms. But in addition to these symptoms, we have blood loss during menstruation, and this can impact women in different ways because we have this continual loss of blood, and this, because, and this can be impactful because there's a loss of red blood cells that contain iron, a number three nutrient. And some women actually have more blood loss and have more severe periods. So what does iron do in our bodies? Well, iron functions to help your body produce a protein called hemoglobin, and this is in red blood cells. And it helps carry oxygen throughout your body. And you really need oxygen in, to various tissues in your body. So when I would counsel women or pregnant women with um, low iron, I would kind of explain that there's symptoms that we feel when we don't have enough oxygen going to different levels of your body because your body becomes less effective. You're not getting the oxygen where it needs to go. And with low iron status, you develop a condition called iron deficiency anemia. Some of the symptoms include extreme fatigue, weakness, pale skin. Sometimes you have unusual cravings for non-food items. This is very common, and I saw this multiple times. It's a condition called pica, and people tend to crave things that are not food-related, such as dirt or even ice, like if you're chewing ice a lot. 
um, and it's comforting for you. Um, it could be indicative of having low iron status, poor appetite, or even having really cold hands and feet. That is so interesting. It just came to mind right now. My sisters, I have twin sisters, and both of them as kids growing up would just chomp on ice all the time, and I thought it was just so awkward. <laughs> and even as adults, you've solved mm -hmm. the mystery. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm just really glad, Natalie, that you mentioned iron, not just for women, but for all people. In fact, I'm sure you know this, there's so much information out there, studies that have been conducted with which have identified huge deficiencies of iron around the world. Now, are there any factors that can cause women to have low blood iron levels? I mentioned earlier blood loss during menstruation can really affect women's iron levels, especially women who have very heavy periods. But other causes of low iron status can include a lack of iron in the diet, uh, the inability to absorb enough iron, or pregnancy, too, because this really causes a significant increase in iron needs. Pregnant women, in particular, will see, see and need a dramatic increase because of the increased red blood cell production to meet the needs of the fetus and also the placenta. So there is this increased need of iron as well. So this is the one group of women that we really need to be cautious of, pregnant women. Another group of women are that may be have low iron are people or women who frequently donate blood. Actually, I used to donate blood pretty often, but it would become iron deficient too. And blood donors, uh, 25 to 35% of them tend to develop iron deficiency. The Red Cross does recommend that these people who don't need blood should take a multivitamin with at least 18 milligrams of iron if they're a frequent donor because this has been shown to reduce iron deficiency and it helps maintain those hemoglobin levels. Hmm. And, you know, you're so right about the pregnancy factor. And, you know, my wife and I have twins, and I remember when she was pregnant, she used the supplements, but we were, well, she was using uh, the Formula 4 regular, which has iron, and that helped a lot as well. So I'm glad you covered that. But here's just a, qu a couple of quick ones here for you, uh, Natalie. Can you please talk about just some of the differences in requirements for women? Also, where can we find iron-rich sources of foods? And finally, what Neolife products do we carry that contain iron? I just mentioned Formula 4. I probably spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Cesar. You have a lot of good questions, too. But to first, tackle the first question. Uh, some differences in requirements for women. Well, women from ages 19 to 50 need about 18 milligrams a day of iron, and this is higher than the needs of men. Men need 10 milligrams a day, so less iron. And some iron-rich foods include meat and seafood. These contain an iron called heme iron, and non-heme iron comes from plant-based foods, such as nuts and beans, vegetables like spinach, lentils, tofu, and chickpeas. But heme iron, the ones that come from animal-based products, they tend to have a higher bioavailability than non-heme iron. But there are some nutrients that can help enhance the absorption of iron, such as vitamin C. I also wrote a blog about this, some nutrients that can help with the absorption of some vitamins and minerals. Vitamin C is one of those. But what I caution women is to avoid caffeine and other iron inhibitors. So when they're taking an iron supplement or they're eating iron-rich foods, Avoid iron inhibitors such as calcium or antacids and caffeine, as I mentioned, uh, because these tend to affect the bioavailability of iron. 
But if you do choose to consume these foods, let's say you still need to have your coffee, um, the foods and supplements containing calcium, for example, uh, take them at a different time so it doesn't affect your iron absorption. I recommend taking it at least two hours after having these foods. And to answer your question about the Neolife products that can help with getting a boost of iron, yes, Formula 4 is, does contain iron as ferrous, fumarate, and also it comes from parsley, provides 25 milligrams of iron. And as a vegetarian option, we have the vegetarian multi. And this could be a great way to get chelated iron and other nutrients too with a vegetarian base and it has a mixture of other vitamins and minerals to support various needs. We also have multi-min. It's our formula that offers different minerals blended together, such as zinc, copper, iodine, iron, and manganese, and that helps support our cells and other functions. But I mentioned if you desire to enhance that absorption of iron, you can choose to take your iron-containing supplement with vitamin C, rich boost from oranges, citrus fruits. You can have it with bell peppers or strawberries or orange juice, or you can also do a vitamin C supplement. And in that case, Neolife Super C, or this chewable All-C, includes a Neoflex concentrate of vitamin C from oranges, lemons, and grapefruit. So this is a great option as well to pair with these iron-containing supplements. But if you're, take, um, you're taking CalMag, try to take it two hours after. Okay, that's a good tip. Now, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, lentils and strawberries. So, I mean, there are a lot of good options out there, tasty options at that, so that we can get some more iron. Now, here's a little recap. We talked about calcium, vitamin D, and iron. So, I hope you're all taking some notes because we are down to our final two. So, how about we carry on here once again, Natalie? Tell us about the next one, please. Yes. So, the next one, number four, the next micronutrient that's often inadequate in women is vitamin B12. And this vitamin is needed for the formation of healthy red blood cells and also in creating something called DNA, deoxyribose nucleic acid. DNA is our unique genetic code that makes us who we are. It's also important in the roles of cell metabolism and nerve function, and we need it for neurological function as well. We typically need 2.4 micrograms a day, but if you're pregnant, you're going to need more, 2.6 to 2.8. So you can see it's a little bit more. And low vitamin B12 status can result in a different type of anemia, and this one is called megaloblastic anemia. This one causes your red blood cells, like let's say if you were to take a sample of your blood and you're looking at it under a microscope, they're going to look abnormally large, but they're not fully developed. Some symptoms that can occur with this type of anemia can include fatigue, weakness, constipation, loss of appetite, and weight loss. When we get this vitamin, vitamin B12, from food and protein sources, it typically needs to be separated from the protein. And our stomach is pretty acidic. It has acid. So this acid actually helps detach the vitamin B12 from the protein that it's in. So something important to know is that the vitamin B12 in supplements and fortified foods is already in the free form. That means that it doesn't need to be detached by any acid in your stomach. Okay. Well, as I hear you speaking, Natalie, it kind of sounds very similar to the common symptoms that people tend to experience when they have these types of uh, deficiencies. Now, is there certain stages of life or age categories for women who may be at higher risk for these types of issues? Well, Caesar, yes. Older women 
are at the largest risk because as we age, we have decreased acid in our stomach. And this actually lessens, this reduces the absorption of vitamin B12. I mentioned earlier that that acid helps detach the vitamin B12 from the protein it's bound to. So older women who have less acid, you can see that there's this problem. They're not absorbing as much vitamin B12. Other women who may have issues with absorption include those with intestinal disorders too. Also women who, uh, well, particularly pregnant or lactating women who follow strict vegetarian or vegan diets can have low vitamin B12 because this vitamin, vitamin B12, is typically found in animal products. It's found naturally in animal products such as fish, meat, poultry, eggs, milk, and milk products. So for this group of women, it's definitely important to monitor their levels of vitamin B12 because this can impact her and her baby if she's pregnant. Another group of women who may be at risk of low levels include women who may have had gastric bypass surgery or other types of weight loss surgeries because this operation affects the body's ability to get vitamin B12 from food. During these surgeries, typically portions of the digestive systems are bypassed and this really limits the breakdown of vitamin B12. And typically, um, bariatric patients are at risk for developing this deficiency. But other really intense symptoms that can result from low vitamin B12 include difficulty maintaining balance, depression, confusion, dementia too, poor memory, or soreness of the mouth. So the mouth starts feeling really sore and the tongue as well. And some of these symptoms related to having low levels of vitamin B12 can really impact people's cognition. Neurological damage and changes can also create numbness and tingling in the hands and feet. So something that's important to note as well is that high levels of a different vitamin called folate can actually mask or hide the effects of a vitamin B12 deficiency. So we can see it's important to ensure that we do have adequate levels of this vitamin. Yeah, you know, we're learning so much on this call tonight. I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are here. Now, you being the product expert, Natalie, please tell us what Neolife products would be helpful for inadequate amounts, or I should say actually helpful for adequate amounts of the vitamins you just mentioned. These are, well, specifically, Neolife offers products that do contain vitamin B12, like the Pro Vitality I mentioned and Formula 4, Formula 4 Plus. So we have a specific product of B vitamins that contains all the B vitamins, and this is Neolife Super B Threshold. This could be a great option for people concerned about getting adequate vitamin B12. There are eight B vitamins in this product, and they are there to support your energy and your metabolism. The National Academy of Sciences, formerly it was known as the Institute of Medicine, recommends for people over the age of 50 to get extra vitamin B12 from a supplement or fortified foods, since you may not be able to absorb enough of this vitamin through food. So we can see older women, older adults in general should be getting extra vitamin B12. I also mentioned that vegans, vegetarians, are at risk of this vitamin inadequacy. So Neolife Vegetarian Multi is a great vegetarian option for a multivitamin mineral supplement. Hey, time flies when you're having fun, and we have one more nutrient to cover. I know we can keep learning from you, Natalie. We could probably spend the whole day on this call, but we do have a time crunch here that we need to follow. So tell us about the fifth top nutrient that is important for our overall health and well-being. 
especially for women, yes, of course. Are, <laughs> yes. Uh, this has actually been really fun for me uh, because in investigating all this, this is, like, important for me to know what nutrients need <laughs> as it applies to me and all my sisters yes. and my family. So we're down to our last nutrient. And the last one I want to talk about today, number five, is folate. Or you may also hear it as folic acid. And we always hear this in relation to women's health. So folate is a B vitamin. It's also known as vitamin B9. And its natural form is known as folate. And you may see it as folic acid. And that's the form found in supplements or fortified foods like the ones found in rice, pasta, bread. And it's found in foods such as in leafy green vegetables, nuts, oranges, and beans. This vitamin helps you with making new cells in your body, the cells in your skin, your hair, and your nails. And it works with vitamin B12 as well and vitamin C to help the body break down use and create new proteins. This B vitamin is well known for its role in reducing the risk of neural tube defects, such as spina bifida, or an, an, an encephaly in infants, and that's where the, the head is abnormally small. And actually, when I learned, when I was working as a nutritionist and I worked with pregnant women, this is something I always mention about the importance of folic acid. It's always important for women of childbearing age to take adequate amounts of folic acid. It's re- recommended that all women obtain 400 micrograms of folic acid a day, but for women who are likely to become pregnant or they're trying to become pregnant, a level of 400 to 800 micrograms is recommended to prevent these birth defects that I talked about earlier, about spina bifida or this other condition. Some groups, such as African-American women and also Mexican-American women, are more at risk of not getting enough of this B vitamin in their diet. Hmm. Well, thank goodness for Neolife's Super B Threshold, which can really help with providing the necessary B vitamins. Right, Natalie? Yeah, that's one product that contains it. And other products where you can find folic acid include ProVitality, again, Vegetarian Multi also contains folic acid, and we have folic acid in our Formula 4 and Formula 4 Plus. The Neolife Shake and the Neolife Bar also contain this B vitamin and maybe a yummy way to up your amount. And these five nutrient examples that I described really illustrate how dramatic the health effects of low intakes of vitamins and minerals can be. And as we women go through many life stages, it's important to ensure adequate intake from a variety of foods and distinguishing food groups that provide diverse nutrients. And extra support can be important for those at biggest risk of having low intakes, particularly women, um, where it can have impactful consequences, such as pregnant and lactating women, for example. So ensuring adequate needs through foods and supplements can be powerful for your general health and for the health of you and your family. Well, Natalie, thank you so much again for all the information. I got to say, we really enjoy having you on the product calls on Tuesdays. I hope everyone out there enjoyed the call tonight as much as we enjoyed putting this call together for you. Thanks, Caesar, and thank you, everybody, and hope you enjoyed it, too. Yes, absolutely. Now, one last thing before I go here. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. As always, you can consult your doctor when starting on a new supplement or product. 
With that said, we want to thank everyone for joining us tonight on the call and for choosing Neolife as your number one nutrition provider. We wish you all a good night and goodbye here from Neolife Los Angeles and Fremont, California. Good night, everyone.